Hi guys, welcome back to the Basement Child podcast. My name is Kizia and I am your host. What's up? How are we doing? How was our week? Mnafanya nini New Year's? It's already been what's a day today? It's 17th. Have you achieved um your goals for January? Hmm? Have you? Have you started going to the gym, babe? <laughs> um so yeah, my week has been I have just been like ref- it's been okay. Not the greatest. It's been it's been fine. And I've been reflecting a lot a lot on like a lot of things. My relationship with my mother. Um my life back in Kenya. Um education, career wise. <laughs> my pocket. Yeah, so it's just been, you know, been my thoughts a lot but i've been working out so that's good um so this week i wanted to talk about um you that's hell we have been you know seeing on the news cases of women being brutally murdered and I've been engaging a few of you in my inbox on Instagram. Follow my Instagram. I'll leave the link in the description box. And you know when a woman is like sexually assaulted, when a woman is SA'd and they can't report it, it's because they don't feel safe. And a woman is murdered like every week two three women four women five women six women is murdered every week in Kenya and it's like the saddest thing ever because like when did we get to this place that's a question i've been asking lately in the news we've been seeing um women the news the social media whatever women have been murdered women have been sed um in Kenya and the leaders are not talking about it the first lady the deputy first lady no one is saying anything and it's just such a shame you know and i was just thinking to myself when did we get to this place where like society just watched women be taking taken advantage of women be unsafe and i was just like reflecting and i just realized I've, i i remembered um the time in kenya where you know that my dress my choice thing was going on and women would be walking around in the nairobi um cbd and touts would beat them up and undress them take videos and post them on social media and women literally had to go on the streets to protest against that i remember there was a time i was walking in cbd running some errands and i was just like trying to i stood for like three seconds trying to find direction of where i was going and a dirty dis, like just some yak man tried to touch my boob i literally i am small chested so like the whole of the time i was just asking myself like why why did this man do this like for what what pleasure does it give to him just to make to like see me uncomfortable you know and it's just How many times have you and your girls taken an Uber because of how you're dressing to go out in the club because you do not feel safe walking in a matatu or like you can't jump because of how you've dressed because obviously you just feel like men will be cut calling you how many times have you taken insults from boda boda guys because 
you are afraid to speak back to them because they might attack you even though they're like catcalling you and just speaking a bunch of nonsense and it's so unfortunate like since being a small girl a child as long as you're born a girl the world is unsafe for you like i remember there was a time i was staying somewhere in nairobi and in a different like plot in a is it a plot like in a different building those commotion and we went outside and it was like an old man a man like in his mid 50s was being beaten up by a crowd you know why because he had assaulted a 3 year old girl sad a 3 year old girl and it's just it's just so ridiculous that that's the point where we have always been you know we could say we've gotten there but no like it's always been unsafe to be a woman especially in Kenya and i've seen people on social media saying Kenya Kenya hates its women and it's true because how dare you be silent when women are being brutally murdered and then to make it worse the way the media is portraying it is like oh she had gone to an airbnb with a stranger and then she got murdered and then they will post this vile photos of you know the body parts of the woman who's cut up and it's just like i understand what you're trying to say but could you do it professionally could you report this news in a way to sensitize the society to either be safe keep safe obviously because we cannot no matter how loud we scream we can't ignore the fact that it's unsafe and also like have some dignity for you know the the have some respect for the dead and their family that is staying behind you people like to say that oh the internet never forgets until it's time for um yeah i'm just going to leave us there the internet never forgets so when you're reporting these stories when you're posting it on on your social media when you're making memes out of it just know that the internet never forgets you might probably have kids that are girls and let me tell you something you know the same men that are killing women are the same men that will come for the men as well and even today when men die it's mostly men that have committed the crime so yeah anyway so i wanted to tell you guys a little story time of something crazy that happened in my childhood when i was born my father was not in the picture so i was staying with my grandma and my mom had gone to i don't know look for work or something like that but she had left me up country with my grandmother and like we we just used to like you know it was just the two of us by 6 o'clock by 6 o'clock all the doors will be locked i remember we didn't even have like a perimeter around us we didn't have a fence or like security or anything like that we didn't even have electricity but never in my life had i felt insecure like i didn't even know what the meaning of the word insecure is but i remember every morning when my grandma would leave she would leave the house at around like 6 a.m. or like 6:30 she would lock me inside the house and leave the window open for when i wake up but she would say don't leave the house until i come back but she would make sure she's back by like the time i'm up or like 5 minutes or 10 minutes after i wake up and this particular day she took longer so i i was like i was a very skinny frail kid so i i crawled out the window four years old I know like I don't know how I remember all the details of these things. I think it's just trauma. Like one of my friends was like, "Ah, girl, you've been through it." I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Trauma. It's like your life is a bit traumatic, but it's good for the plot." And I was like, "That's right." So 
hit the subscribe button please hit the subscribe button i'm begging you so anyway she took longer my grandma took longer to come back on this particular day so i crawled out the window it was a very small window i crawled out the window and went to the neighbors to play and we were playing and we were playing and we were playing you know how up country games are and one of my step uncles let's just say uncles so that i don't have to explain all the details okay no but i have to because everything is crucial one of my step uncles so my grandfather had two wives and my grandma who i was staying with as the second wife but we had other relatives in the first wife's home so and i kind of knew them so my step uncle comes to where i was playing and says Kezia, your grandma is calling you at home. And I was so happy. I was excited. I remember I held his hand. I trusted him, held his hand, and I was skipping and happy to go home. When I get home, there's a multitude of people. And I'm just wondering what's going on. And I start panicking. Oh my God. Like, I just got so anxious. I remember, like, even when I talk about it right now, like, the anxiety still comes back. And I can't remember what conversations I had with my grandma but like I was standing next to my grandma holding her and wondering who these strange people were. And among the people was the chief of the village or the chief of the area of where I um like we come from and now my my step uncle and I think like another uncle or like there were like three men. And you know what else was there? A cow, a baby cow, a calf. A baby cow. <laughs> and these people said that they had been sent to take me to my father's home. I said, "Which home? Like which home? This is my home. This is where I was born. I was By the way, something that people don't know, I was born at home in my grandma's compound in a cow shed at like my mom says it was around 8 in the morning. Like I was not born in a hospital. Yada yada yada. So they say that they said the people like I found that say that they had been sent um by my father's people to take me. And you know my grandma is like a small woman. She's a tiny woman. I don't even know where I get or oh, I get my height from my mom and my grandpa. And they were like you need to give us a child in exchange for this calf. And my grandma tried to protest. She was wailing and no one was coming to her help like to her. No one was coming to help her and I remember crying so hard because strangers had come to pick me up. <laughs> and my grandma literally had to give me away and keep the cow like she was just like yeah take her and she kept the cow and i remember i was carried on someone's back i can't remember if it was a woman or a man i was carried on someone's back and taken to the chief's compound and then a woman took me and i remember that was the first time i boarded a vehicle in my whole life when i was 4 years old put me in a vehicle and it was like i don't know a 4 hour drive to some strange place that i've never been to and i remember this is the time i discovered that i get casic even now i get casic i will not i'll not get sick but like i i get the you know the nausea and i remember when we arrived at our destination 
I vomited all over the road. And then I was taken to this compound and they were like treating me nicely. I'm like, who are these people? I've never met these people in my life. But like, I remember just looking around strangely and wondering, like I was four years old, like I was a four-year-old kid. So I didn't stay there for long. Like obviously my grandma made some calls to my Um, maternal uncle he came all the way from Nairobi with my mom immediately and like took me back and I remember that was my first time in Nairobi (laughs) that was my first time in Nairobi and it was just it was chaos and my I remember my mom had to lie to the people that had taken me claiming that my father had sent for me I didn't even get to see the father they were talking about like what was that? What what the hell was that? Anyway, so um my my mom had to lie that they're taking me to hospital for checkup because when I was younger I was sickly and then they'd bring me back just to make sure that everything was okay and that's how they ran away with me. Up to this point, this is a case of kidnapping. We should call the police, but no one called the police. Cuz you know, the police are who they are in Kenya. So anyway, um, and then like, to cut the long story short, I eventually went back to my grandma's house and the same people came for me again. But this time, my grandma got the gist early and hid me. I remember we literally had to dig a hole in a farm. And I remember my grandma gave me sweet potatoes. It's, it's, oh my God, when I talk about it, it literally sounds like, it came out of a movie, but they had to dig a hole, give me like food and water and in a different homestead and just told me to just not move because this, they were like, you remember the people who came to like take you last time? They're back again. So you need to stay here so that we distract them until they leave and you're safe. Okay. Yeah. I said, yeah. But do you know how crazy it is that my grandma was in such a vulnerable place as a woman that she had to give me (laughs) oh my god it's so like it's so it makes me a bit sad anyway and for the longest time so i obviously they didn't succeed in taking me and eventually they had to give up because obviously they were like causing alarm and everything and my mom's brothers were very not my mom's brothers one of my mom's brother was very protective over me and like he threatened them he was like i will literally i don't know what he told them but he threatened them and they had to like stop coming to try and take me so anyway i i one minute i was um just reflecting i've been reflecting on this story and it's the first time i've talked about it since it happened like um the past few months i've been like you know telling the story and it's the first time i've talked about it since it happened i've never like talked about it or like but deep inside me i always had beef with my grandma because i was like i was just like if you claim to love me so much and i love my grandma so much she's like literally my heartbeat if you claim to love me so much how could you like let those people take me to a strange land and you accepted what they were offering you and i just realized that my grandma was very vulnerable 
her husband was not in the picture um her sons were not in the picture she was scared that this man would do something bad to her because i remember like it was chaos and even for me as a girl i remember them being so scared that something would happen to me that they would try some shit on me or whatever like i can't talk about like the details obviously but the whole point of this story time <laughs> this crazy story time that sounds like it's a nigerian movie is that since i was a child i have not felt safe in my society that i've been brought up in you always want you know you're a girl you should come home before it's dark outside you know you're a girl you can't wear short clothes like that um men will do something to you even when you're in the longest of dresses a man who wants to like grope you they will like this it's it's just not safe whether and so like i get so annoyed when a man comes up to me and tells me no women should be responsible because if you dress like that what do you expect i'm like no a murderer is just a murderer a sexual abuser is a sexual abuser what do you mean it's how i was dressing and people used to ask me kezia are you a feminist and i would say i'm not sure but as you grow up like when you get to high school and when you start being more free and out there without the you know the shell of your parents protecting you you actually start to realize why the why feminists exist and it's just so unfortunate and like as as a country we have failed the women men are supposed to be our protectors but they are not and many people like to say oh you know the girls should take responsibility because they were what do they expect when you go out with a stranger and he buys you drinks obviously he expects a fever or oh, women like shortcuts they will sleep with a man for anything for any money and i get that like i get what you're trying to say but a woman has been brutal like no one deserves to die and no one has the power to take away human life and it's not normal to be a murderer at all literally like how dare you how dare you stand there and say kenyan women like shortcuts kenyan women don't work hard and some of you that are saying this you're in a two parent household but your mom works so hard to cover your dad's ass from the community providing for your family without your mother you would not be in school without your mother you'd have no clothes without your mother you guys would not have a home to grow up in and you dare stand up and say that kenyan women are not hard working they like shortcuts kenyan women are killing it in the athletes um in the sports industry in the world not even in Kenya because even in Kenya there's no space for us but like when they go out there they run like their lives depend on it and they do so well and it's just ridiculous that like people on um x people on instagram you're in our dms telling us that women like shortcuts that's why they are dying not at all Kenyan women are some of the most hard working people I know. Like <laughs> I just hope that even as our generation plans to have kids, 
you plan on having the resources to educate them the resources to keep them safe the resources to just create a safe environment for the next four generations that are coming after us because we cannot continue like this we cannot continue to kill women we cannot continue to victim blame and unfortunately it has to happen close to you for you to like relate with it but don't wait for that do better be a better person a woman is a human being it does not matter like a woman is a human being a man is a human being no one deserves to die regardless of the circumstances and for the women unfortunately i have to say this but let's keep safe um yeah let's keep safe don't easily trust people but then also remember that women have been killed by their lovers women have been killed by their long term boyfriends women have been killed by their husbands and so we can't say that it's because you slept with someone for money in an airbnb it is nonsense and for the airbnb owners obviously measures have to be taken cctv and the only disappointing thing is the leaders are quiet about this like not the only one of the disappointing things is that the leaders are quiet about this and it's the like why do we have the position of women representatives if women are dying in your country and you're saying nothing so why like why you in that seat let's do away with the whole position then because the people who are going out on strikes and campaigns and demonstrations are people who are running ngos and it's not like the leaders and their voices are being shushed and it's just so ridiculous and i just hope that one day this will all change i hope that one day the world will be a safer place it's sad it's really sad it's really sad and it's just the saddest thing that has ever happened being a woman in kenya is the f- like being born a girl is the first mistake you do and that's just so sad and the fact that we are quiet on it the fact that we are creating memes <laughs> out of it the fact that we are going to twitter or rather x to make this a gender war do not wait for this to happen at your doorstep for you to start talking about it in a way that shows you have a brain okay yeah i didn't mean to go on that little rant and anything that i've said that's like a bit problematic or wrong i'm open to correction in the comment section of course um not all of us can go to the streets to protest but we have social media which gives us a voice meaning we can talk about it and the hashtag is end femicide it's not it's not a gender war it's just stop killing women we're not fighting about oh whether it's fair for the men whether it's fair for the women no we are simply saying stop killing women yeah that's it for this week guys i'll see you next week hoping um it will be on a lighter note i love you so much thank you for your support remember to subscribe like comment share follow our instagram page engage with us during the week and participate in the conversation by um leaving a comment yeah thank you so much and see you guys next week bye